0: If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at, only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems? Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country according to BusinessNewsDaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at jumpstart-hr. Jumpstart-hr, let's build a better business together. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Business Life and Coffee Show. Uh, This is Joey Price, CEO of Jumpstart-Hr, and I'm joined by a very special guest, uh, Aliyah Wright, who is the manager and online editor for Sherm. She's also a best-selling author, uh, and we'll get into her book in a little bit. Uh, an award-winning speaker and social media strategist. Uh, Aaliyah, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Jill. I appreciate it. I really do. Yeah.
0: So we're here to talk about your uh, expertise in uh, social media in the workplace, uh, and you are a part of a pre-conference workshop at the mm-hmm. annual SHRM convention this year. Uh, you're going to be at session number 703, uh, Social Solutions for HR, Social Media Strategies to Help Achieve Your HR and Business Goals. That's right. Yeah. Uh, And so, uh, let's go into the first question. Um, Social media, it's here to stay, uh, definitely for the foreseeable future before we get into things like virtual reality and time travel and all those things. Right now, (laughs) uh, social media is here to stay. What should HR professionals know about how companies are using social media in the workplace?
1: Well, um, one of the things that they should be aware of is that um, many of their competitors are having their employees behave as brand ambassadors for them online. Um, They are showcasing what it's like to work at their companies, um, whether they want them to or not. And so uh, a lot of the activities that we engage in on social networking sites are public, Mm -hmm. and people should be mindful of the things that they share and the things that they impart. And companies need to uh, develop social media policies and strategies or or vice versa, strategies and then policies on how their employees engage in social networking sites just to make sure that they're not damaging their brand um, and the company's brand as well.
0: Okay, so a key takeaway would be for employers to be intentional uh, about about their messaging and how they'd like to be portrayed online exactly okay so so there's the communications aspect of it and there's also the recruitment side of of social media Uh, there's a there's a statistic out there that says 65 percent of new hires are sourced through social media and this is an innovation clearly because social media was only in its infancy 10 years ago uh, and, and your your new book kind of chronicles the, the evolution of that. Uh, but how are recruiters and employers leveraging social media in the recruitment process?
1: Well, one of the things to remember is that um, a number of people are using social media. I'm pulling up some statistics <clears throat> that Sherm just came out with this year. Um, so one of the things that they, they should be mindful of is that... Um, Give me one second. So, 82% yep. of companies use social media to find passive talent. And these statistics come from Sherm from this year. Okay. Um, and so, about two-thirds or uh, 66% leverage mobile recruiting to target smartphone users. Um, and that's one of the fastest growing trends that we're seeing is that more recruiters are, um, more companies are making sure that they're optimiz- optimizing their websites for mobile recruiting. Um, 96% of recruiters use LinkedIn. I was just at a recruiting conference a couple of weeks ago in D.C., and uh, one of the presenters um, <laughs> very astutely asked the members of the audience who were all recruiters to stand up and apply for jobs uh, on their phones at their company. And only a few of them were able to do so. Wow! So one of the things that companies need to make sure of is that because we're all using mobile for almost everything now, um, they need to make sure that their sites are optimized for mobile um, job seekers, and also that people can actually apply for a job on their phone. The studies are out there um, that show that if you're not, if, if, an, if a person is trying to apply for a job at your company and they begin the process on their mobile phone, um, they're not all that likely to continue to move to the desktop if they can't finish it on the mobile on the mobile platform. Does that make sense?
0: It does. It does. And so this, this idea of, of mobile recruiting, um, it's not just for tech snob, it's just not for the tech savvy, but this is the new way of recruiting. Um, is that correct?
1: It, it is. And it's because of the way we're communicating with each other. <clears throat> so Facebook came out with a study a couple of years ago um, that said 84% of the activity that occurs on a smart device is through texting. It's through people uh, typing to one another. Only, only um, 16% of the activity that occurs on a phone is through with our voices. So we're mostly using our phone for everything. It's not really a phone anymore. It's a, it's a communication, it's a digital communication device. Um, and so when you think about ways that people are using, um, uh, recruiters are using recruiting. I'm, I'm sorry, the ways that recruiters are using. Um, social media for recruiting, they need to keep mobile in mind. Um, for example, um, 92% of recruiters use social media to find talent, 66% use Facebook, 53% use Twitter, 35% use some kind of social networking site. Another thing for everybody to keep in mind is that the, the things that you do online, people, especially the publicly, thing, publicly available things you do on, online everybody's watching it. It's like Big Brother. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: You're being watched. So recruiters are watching your behavior. Employers are watching your behavior. Um, but at the same time, you can really demonstrate how good you are at your job in, or in your field by the activity that you're engaging in online.
0: Okay. And that brings us to the next point. Um, well, there's the recruiting, but there's also internal HR. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, What tools are employers using to engage their current employees?
1: They're using their own internal social networking sites. So a number of them have their own internal platforms. Um, Some of the bigger companies like IBM and GE um, and even some of the smaller companies, um, they're using their own internal social networks that look like Facebook and mimic Facebook to engage their employees and uh, some of them are having success, some of them are not having success. As you know, with any social networking site, if you are on so many, it becomes one more thing to check. Mm -hmm. Um, If you you have alerts that um, alert you to people's activities on your phone, like most of us do, you're more likely to use that platform. You're less likely to use it if you're not getting alerts and you're less likely to use it if your friends aren't all there. So, those are some of the things that the employers are doing is they're trying to figure out how to leverage that communication tool um, in the workplace the way the way we leverage it outside the workplace. And um, some companies have have made their employees be brand ambassadors. I have a friend who lived in California, and uh, she was working for an accounting company. And mm-hmm. one of the things that they asked her to do was to turn to her LinkedIn, friends and connections and see if she could, you know, try to entice them to come work at her company by emailing them or by sending them um, job leads. A a lot of companies are doing that. They're asking their employees to say, can you reach out to your network and let them know that we're hiring, for example.
0: Wow. So that's taking the whole employee referrals up to another notch and related Mm -hmm. and unrelated uh, you know, employee referrals are a top way for, for job seekers to, to land jobs. So um, it's almost like using your your employees on a, a covert operations. <laughs>
1: <laughs> almost like that. The other thing that they're doing too is they're using social tools like Periscope or Vine um, to open a window into the world of what it's like to work at their company. I was in Germany a few years ago, two years ago, and there's a company there um, that is an engineering firm, and what they did was they shot small vines and put it on their on their website, their career site, so that people could actually see what the job was and what people were doing in the role by by watching these little vines. That's exciting. And they, yeah, and and of course, one of the things that they discovered was that um, the number of applicants actually. Um, went up, but also a better quality and more qualified applicants applied for those jobs because they were showing exactly what the job entailed
0: oh wow so um I guess that kind of dovetails into our whole uh, obsession as a as a culture with with uh, reality TV in a way you know follow me here. I'm getting to the point um, <laughs> uh, where like we we want to we want to look into into the lives of other people we want to have a connection with Mm-hmm. um you know those on the other side of the wall and so for employers to uh shoot vines or periscope um, mm-hmm. it's really giving a, a inside look to to what it's like to work at that at that em- employer and to your point about the uh quality of applicants rising it reduces I guess, the fear of the unknown of what it's like to work somewhere where you can actually mm-hmm. look and see what's going Let's on. See.
1: right? You see exactly what that job entails. It becomes more than just a title. It's it's you know action. It's, yep. You know this is what the job is. This is how it's done.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, undoubtedly, uh, our audience is gonna want to know more about the role of social media in the workplace. Uh, and like I said, you're on a panel at the upcoming Sherm Convention in D.C. Uh, for those that are, that are attending uh, and those who may not be attending, um, could you sort of tease what, what's going on on the 18th, on Saturday the 18th?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, can I sort of tease? So we're going to help um, people develop social media plan to support them um, in their HR mission that reaches their intended audience. Um, we're going to help them find, the track and hire the most talented employees with cutting-edge technology and best practices and legal compliance. We're going to help um, foster engaged employees who share their organization's stories through meaningful content that supports their overall retention goals, and we're going to help people learn how to build their own personal brand by participating at the right level on the right social media platforms. So those are among some of the things that we're going to be doing during this session on Saturday the 18th.
0: Awesome. So it's like a social media boot camp for HR professionals.
1: Right, but we're going to make it fun too. Cool. We're going to, you know, engage in a in lively conversation, and <clears throat> people can actually pose questions to us during the session between one and five on Saturday, the eighteenth, um, through Twitter um, using the hashtag #Sherm16Bloggers, and they can follow the conversation uh, at #Sherm16 through the hashtag #Sherm16.
0: Okay. Great. and so, that's
1: across that's across a, a bunch of different social networking sites not just on Twitter but also on uh, Facebook Facebook live periscope LinkedIn snapchat Instagram um, and we actually we have a snapchat filter this year too for the conference
0: oh nice 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 yeah um, snapchat is a big thing now I'm, I'm on snap uh, quick plug JVP saw uh, and <laughs> There's sort of it's this the
1: fastest growing platform out there. Um, it's even bigger than Twitter in terms of daily active users. More people use Snapchat every single day than use Twitter.
0: Wow, I didn't know that stat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it makes sense. I mean, it's, it's real-time updates. And again, it goes into that whole uh, reality uh, culture. Um,
1: right. you're, it,
0: you're going back to the well, so to speak, for real-time updates from, from your friends uh, from mm-hmm. brands that you follow, uh, mm-hmm. and Snapchat—you know—I'll be a little honest. When it first came out, I didn't—I didn't think that it was one of those brands that or social medias that would have some longevity. Um, but
1: people said the same thing about Facebook too, right?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <That's> bad.
1: <laughs> people will be using that. Way Here back,
0: are. way back when it was, was called the Facebook before it right. got cool and dropped the. the uh, <laughs> But uh, there's there's been a few great articles out. Um, Lars uh, he has published um, some great uh, articles on his Amplify Talent site uh, about and social media. And he's one of our
1: bloggers this year too.
0: Yes, he is. I saw he's yeah. just been he's he's now on board. So where they go, Lars? I'm sure you're Shout listening. That's <laughs> 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 um, Yeah. So so Snapchat. That's a a really great one. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me some, okay, so you've you published a book, and I'm sure you did a lot of research, and you spoke with uh, with brands, consultants, mm-hmm. social media strategists. An uh, HR and, and HR professionals. And HR professionals, yes. Um, tell us some funny or interesting social media don'ts or oops stories, um, so, and keep yeah. the names anonymous to protect to, to protect those that are in I, the stories.
1: There are, some, there are some things that I didn't put in the book because I didn't want to, like, embarrass people. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but I, I don't even want to relay those stories, but um, I, I do want to give you some don'ts.
2: Okay. Um,
1: so if you're using social media, one of the things we tell people is to, to take care how they share. So don't post while you've been drinking. Yeah especially if you're managing more than one social media account. Um, one of the things that for me, um, if, you have, if you have more than one Twitter account that you're managing, for example, one is a personal account and one is your professional account, it's probably a good idea to just manage only one from one smartphone or manage okay. one from your smartphone and manage the other one from a desktop. Okay. Um, it's very easy to think you're tweeting from your personal account when you're tweeting from your professional account in fact um, it may even be smarter to only have one Twitter account and if you behave professionally on every account then you run less risk of embarrassing yourself I I don't know if you remember this but this was over the weekend I tweeted out a story from the New York Times on um, transparency Mm -hmm. And we were talking on Twitter about how, you know, being your authentic self. How yes. there's no such thing as being your authentic self because people aren't authentic. They're they don't behave the same way in pers- in their personal life that they do in their public lives. The best thing to do is to be professional always, especially when you're engaging in conversation on social networking sites. If you if you if you think of yourself as Pepsi Cola, for example, you know that as Pepsi, you're not going to damage your company brand. Um, few people come back from the negative things that happen to them once they've done something bad on social media, whether Mm -hmm. intentionally or not, Mm -hmm. unintentionally. So you have to be mindful of um, the ways that you behave. Um, One oops story that I can tell you that's actually in the book, um, there was a person who worked at a check cashing establishment, and it was one of those quick Check cashing places where you can anyone can go in and just cash a check. Okay. Well, someone someone came in with a check for ten thousand dollars and cashed it, and he went to his Facebook page and he posted, you know, I can't believe we just cashed a check for ten grand. Well, then there are these people. All these people started commenting, "Where are you? Where do you work?" (laughs) You know, (laughs) um, along the lines of, you know, I I would like to come and rob this person who has ten thousand dollars. And so some. One of his Facebook friends saw that, and that Facebook friend was a coworker, and told HR on him. Now, he didn't lose his job because the HR professional said that they saw it as a teachable moment Mm -hmm. and did not, um, and they had never had a discussion about what you should and should not discuss on social media. But it's a cautionary tale. You have to be careful of the things that you share on social media. Even if you think no one who matters will see it, um, because we think that we're speaking in a vacuum when we're not, if anything can be amplified. You have no idea how it's going to be ampli- amplified later, so you have to be very. You should be mindful of those things. You know, yeah, it's a free country. <clears throat> you can say anything you want, but should you?
0: Yeah, and and nowadays on social media, it's very easy, especially with uh, public profiles and and mediums that are more public, like Twitter, to do mm-hmm. keyword searches, and so. If you are in a position where someone is just searching for a keyword and they stumble upon your your tweet or your Facebook status, mm-hmm. uh, they can amplify it that way. So you never know who's watching, and you never know who will have access to it. Um, mm-hmm. And is is the Library of Congress still catag- archiving, cat- tweets. Yeah, yeah. archiving tweets?
1: They've been archiving... The Library of Congress has been archiving tweets since 2006, I believe, um, and... Um, actually, that's on one of my slides.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: They've been, yeah, they have been archiving tweets since um, for a long time. And so, even if you delete the tweet, just because it's deleted from where you can see it, doesn't mean it's deleted from the internet. Especially if yeah. someone's made a screenshot of it. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's so a it, that's a whole yeah. other conversation. The the, the screenshotting.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. You know, people don't realize. You know, um, that you can share things in a vacuum with just. Your friends. When I have conversations with college students, I talk to them all the time, and I say, if you're going to, you know, say something um, that could be taken out of context, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that may be seen in a negative light, you know, invite your friends over to your dorm room, shut off all your phones, and have the conversation with your voices in yeah. front of each other, face to face, because uh, there are things that you may say that you may think um, that really aren't for public consumption. Every not everything is, and you have to be mindful that everything is not for public consumption.
0: Yeah, and, and the, uh, the trolls out there that are looking for oh, something yeah. that, they right. can, that they can These take are. and miscon- mm-hmm. misconstrue. Yep, that too. <laughs> so Aliyah your book uh, is called Unnecessary Evil, Managing Employee Activity on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and the hundreds of other social media sites. Uh, and I consider it, I consider it to be one of the founding texts on the subject. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, what what led you to write the book, uh, and can you talk about the process?
1: Uh, actually, this may come as a surprise, but the the thing that led me to write the book well was actually a person, and his name is Eric Meyer.
2: Mm-hmm. He's
1: an attorney in Philadelphia, yep. and I was covering one of his sessions at one of our conferences. It was a legal conference in D.C. And he, there were about a couple hundred HR professionals in the room, and he said, by show of hands, how many people here have had someone walk in their office and pull out a copy, uh, a photocopy of a Facebook status update, or, you know, held up their phone and say, look at this. And almost all the room, hands in the room, shot up.
2: <laughs> and
1: I thought, wow. Um, and, and these people... They were so stunned because they looked around at each other and said, I thought I was the only one. Oh, yeah. When I knew, you know, because, and these were HR professionals who were tasked with having to handle um, the things that people do on social media outside the workspace sometimes or often um, at work. And so a number of them had been told repeatedly, we need to keep our employees off social media. You know, ban social media when it first came out. Um, people were pe- companies were telling their employees to ban it. Meanwhile, you had a whole cadre of HR professionals who were actually making great so- strides in their social media communications, mm-hmm. um, and they were saying, "No, you can't ban people from this. This is you know, social media is our, it's our new telephone. This is how we communicate now. There's no going back. What you need to do is give people guidelines um, and policies. And you know, you don't want to tell a grown-up how to behave." But you want to tell a grown-up how to behave on social media. Yeah. Because people, when you have people who are communicating from the palms of their hands, you have no control over what they may say. But if, if they understand that their social media communications is directly tied into their ability to, to further their career, they're more mindful of what they're likely to say. But people don't think about that. They think, oh, I'm going to say whatever I want and hit send, and only my friends are going to see it. Well, nothing can be further from the truth. Any social media communication you put on the Internet can be seen by anybody at any time. And so um, one of the things that prompted me to write the book was that there was all this confusion about, you know, do we ban it? Do we let people use it? When we let people use it, my God, look at all the things they're able to do. Look at all the connections they're able to make. Look at how much much more productive they are. Look at how much more engaged they are. Look at the kinds of information they can find and impart to others. As a journalist, I couldn't do my job without social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps me find sources. It helps me talk to the people I know who can help me find sources. it helped me get it helps me get quotes immediately yep. in a number of cases so you know um when I wrote the book, it was for it was, I was hoping to meet people where they are, the social media user who's who's afraid of using social media, and the person who uses social media but may not understand that there are all these other tools that you can use that can help you schedule tweets, for example, so that you don't have to actually be on the platform 24-7. You can schedule your tweets at a later date. There are all kinds of different things that you can do with social that you may not be aware of. And so I tried to, in the book, help people learn and understand how this this powerful form of communication can help um, really help them in their professional careers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had no idea when I wrote it it was going to be a bestseller.
0: So, <laughs> well you, you definitely put the uh the right message in the in the right place at the right time no and, pun intended <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one um and uh i i again uh, am honored that uh you even included uh me in the book uh in a in a little snippet there um mm-hmm. now you talked about the fear that h r professionals previously have had, and the apprehensions that they might still have now. Um, and let's talk about uh, what employers need to know about their employees' rights on social media online.
1: Okay. So briefly, and I will I will preface this by saying I am not an attorney. Yes. And I Disclaimer. don't play one well on TV, and I don't play one well on social networking sites, <laughs> but the National Labor Relations Board, um, within the National Labor Relations Act, um, states that people do have the right to discuss their working conditions in whatever manner they see fit um, and and within any medium apparently because social media is just a medium so companies need to be mindful that if employees are bashing their companies on social networking sites um, they have the right to do that to some extent not completely there are some caveats of course but um, Employees do have the right to have discussions about their working conditions online. And so there have been many cases where um, employees have been fired for saying things about their company. Um, and they've, had, they've been successful in their lawsuits against their companies because they were within their right to say those things. So companies really should be mindful, especially when they're drafting policies. The National Labor Relations Board has sort of blessed um, the Walmart social media policy. Sort of the, It's sort of the standard there in terms of um, how you construct a social media policy so that you make sure you're within the, the confines of the law. And I and I suggest people Google it and take a look at it.
0: Okay. Yeah, that'll help add uh, some mm-hmm. protection and, and guidance. But again, mm-hmm. Aaliyah is not an attorney, so right. uh, don't write the show or email the show or, or tweet Aaliyah <laughs> saying, we took your advice and it went totally wrong, yada, yada, yada. Please one see. of the things
1: they can do, though, <laughs> is follow – they can read – Eric Meyer has a wonderful blog. It's called The Employer Handbook, uh-huh. um, and I, I read it. It's one of my favorite my favorite blogs. Yes, and, we'll
0: we'll include that in the show notes for everyone to go take yeah. a look at.
1: Yeah, and he, he does a really, really wonderful job of um, – and he's very funny. Yeah. Um, he does a really good job of uh, highlighting – a number of employment issues, not just social media, but he touches on that frequently. Uh,
0: what what uh, parting thoughts do you have to share with the audience about social media use, about employers' use of social media? Um,
1: well, one thing I think that people uh, should, like I said, be mindful of, of how you're engaging with people on social networking sites. And What uh, recruiters are being told to do now is to, to build relationships. Build relationships with people that you're interested in, especially if you're trying to bring them on board. Um, Don't just say, I think think Christina Collier said it best. We interviewed her for a story, and she said, you wouldn't go into a pub and shout, hey, you want a job. (laughs) You'd talk (laughs) to the person first, and you'd have a conversation with them. Um, And that's what social does. It enables you to have conversations with people. You can learn a lot about people from the things that they share on social networking sites simply by Googling them. And by um, looking at the things that they share and the people they interact with, especially on Twitter, um, join Twitter chat discussions. Uh, Sherm has a really wonderful one next chat. It's uh, Wednesdays at three,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which is is right now, isn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah, we 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 bumped up into it. I didn't expect that, but the conversation is so good.
1: <laughs> yeah but um uh, but you know and you can follow it um, by following the hashtag next chat and there are a bunch of other different HR Twitter chat discussions that you can sort of follow and pay attention to Ben Brooks who um, used to work for Marshall McLennan um, says that he's, he's the person that coined the whole 99 one rule Do you mm-hmm. know what that is no right. I don't okay so 90% of people who use social media especially on Facebook they read everything. They'll look at your comments, they click those links that you share. They'll go through all your pictures, they'll watch your videos, but they won't say anything. they won't they won't write anything at all. Ninety percent of people nine percent of people will actually comment. Um, they'll like, they'll retweet, they'll share something that you've shared. And one percent of people are the people who are actually generating all of the content. But the cool thing is is that at any given time, any of us can fall into that. 99 or 1% Mm -hmm. and so um, when you look at that just remember that if you're at the beginning of your social media journey you can start by um, by lurking be one of those 90 percenters and lurk and watch read and listen um, to begin your journey Um, and then you sort of just you, you move in slowly to become among the nine or the one percenters um, and just have fun. Just remember, um, there's no risk. There's no reward without risk. Yeah. Um, and you, you also have to just be mindful of the things that you share. Um, you can't control what other people do, but you can control your list so that if you know you have that wayward cousin who always says something smart or untoward on Facebook, you can sort of block them off from mm-hmm. all the other people. Um, and so, you know, but don't be afraid to, to blend your networks, too. You know, you can get a lot of value of... Um, with learning about other people, especially your professional connections, by having them become your personal connections, Um, especially on Facebook and Twitter. Um, We've always had this idea that we should be um, only connected to our professional networks on LinkedIn. I don't think that's true as much today as it was in the past. Um, There are a number of HR professionals that I'm friends with on Facebook. And um they know about my kid and the fact that he's directing a play mm-hmm. and he likes to act or they know you know that I'm preparing to 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 give a speech um in a week and that um, you
0: guys and, are uh, uh excellent chefs.
1: Yeah, that too. I've been
0: I've been following <laughs> that, yeah.
1: <laughs> You've seen my pictures, yeah. Yeah. And
0: you
1: know, and we and, and then they can talk to us. We, we had um Jessica Miller, I think a couple days ago or was it last night said something to me, on and a number of other people on Facebook asking about the bus situation down here mm-hmm. for annual, you know. So, I mean, we can have all these conversations, um, and, and you know, personal and professional conversations on social media. It helps us get to know people better, um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. We're all human, you know, we're all going to make mistakes, and we hope that the mistakes we make in public. Aren't bad enough to get inspired. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: but and but we hope that, you know, the the communication the communicating on on social network and sites um, is beneficial in a number of ways to us both professionally and personally.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, how can the audience contact you and learn more about your uh, awesome speech writing and chefing and uh, <laughs> how can they how can they connect with you at the Sherm conference? It,
1: they can connect with me primarily on Twitter because I, you know, with any social networking site, I find that most people use one more than the other mm-hmm. and I'm no different. I use Twitter every day. Even if I don't respond right away, um I see it and I may it might take me, you know, <laughs> I I say right away, it might take me 30 minutes to respond, which is really not a long time. Yeah. But I can, you know, if you follow me at the number 1 SHRM S C R I B E. That's one charm scribe. I can you can connect with me there on Facebook. Um, I'm at Aaliyah Writes. A L I A H W R I T E S. Facebook slash Aaliyah Wrights. Um, and um, that's where you can find me during the conference. I'm also helping out on the app desk. So if you're in D.C. and you're in the conference center and you want to swing by and say hi, I think I'm supposed to be there on Monday. The 20th between twelve and six, and if you need help with the Sharm app, um, I, I hope I'll be able to help answer your questions. <laughs>
2: awesome.
1: or if you have any social media questions, um, we do have a social media so- solutions um, center within um, the comp- within the conference for those who are going to be on site um, and of course, you know we're all over the social web, um, and people can reach me, but the fastest way, quickest way is to reach me on on Twitter. Okay yeah.
0: Well, Elisa, this has been a a great conversation about social media, uh, HR, uh, Mm -hmm. the do's, the don'ts, and really looking forward to your pre-conference workshop. Again, that's session number 703, Social Solutions for HR, Social Media Strategies to Help Achieve Your HR and Business Goals, Saturday the 18th from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m.
1: Yes, in the uh, Convention Center in, in D.C.,
0: Yes. All right, well, it's been a pleasure and uh, I'll see you soon. I'll see you at convention.
1: Yes, thank you so very much and you have a good afternoon.
0: Thanks, you too. Bye. Bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. This has been another episode of Business, Life and Coffee, the only podcast that simulates the experience of having coffee with a mentor, industry expert or fellow colleague. If you've enjoyed this episode, give us a five-star review on iTunes. And we'll read your comment on an upcoming show. You can find show notes, episodes, and resources for your career or business at businesslifeandcoffee.com. If you have a topic that you want to learn more about but don't have time to grab coffee with an expert, email us at info at and tune in for that topic on a future episode. Also, you can reach me at Twitter at set This is Joey Price signing out.